you dumb bitch or whatever. She just starts hitting her with that like Louis Vuitton purse that like comes out of nowhere. Hello and welcome to Allegedly Astrology. Each week we'll be breaking down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. Dana, what are we talking about in this episode? This week, we're talking about the family you love to hate or hate to love, and that is the Kardashians. I mean, obviously, who else could it be? We couldn't mention Kim Kardashian in the in the description of our show and not talk about her during our first season. Um, the Kardashians are America's most famous family. They are very divisive. Like Dana mentioned, you love them or you hate them, but we really can't talk about their fame, money, plastic surgery, general hijinks without talking about the event that put the family on the map, and that is, of course, Kim's infamous sex tape. Yes, the sex tape. So BST, aka before the sex tape, Kim Kardashian legit was just some random with a Louis Vuitton bag trying to get in the tabloids by standing next to Paris Hilton. It honestly was pretty thirsty. But after the sex tape, she started to get some major notoriety because everybody was talking about it. So if you don't know who it was with, because you've been living under a rock. It was with rapper, singer Ray J, which I, I watch a lot of Love and Hip Hop Hollywood, so I understand he's kind of a fuckboy still, but Sexy Can I is still holding strong in my life. Like, I, yeah, that, that is was a, a solid. It's a classic. Song. It's a classic. <laughs> so her and Ray J at the time were dating, and they went to Cabo to celebrate her 23rd birthday, which I feel like, it's comforting to me to know that even like really rich celebrities are like Cabo, the height of luxury when you're like 23. Um, so they brought a hand, a handheld camcorder with them because it was 2002. And that sounds so fucking dated, but they filmed themselves sticking around Mexico and having sex. Then five years later, which I feel like is important to keep in mind five years later in 2007, the tapes that, Kim and Ray J had were released to the public by this porn company, Vivid Entertainment. Yeah. And don't forget, Ray J is Brandy's brother, which I honestly <laughs> always forget. But like in early 2002, like that meant something, you know what I mean? <laughs> to be Brandy's brother. Um, but even still, it was still pretty scandalous to have a sex tape back then. Um, she obviously was not the first celebrity to have one. Rob Lowe in the 80s had one, and that's when he was known as, like, a bad boy, which is I, – I totally forgot about that because now I just know him as, like, that cutie little boss from Parks and Rec. Um, but Paris Hilton sec- also had a sex tape, which gave her more exposure. But Kim was one of the first celebrities to make major money off of hers, allegedly settling with Vivid Entertainment for $5 million. So I guess what was it about hers that was so different? Well, okay, so I looked up the chart for when, like, the information was released that the sex tape existed, and on that day, Pluto was transiting Kim Kardashian's um, Midheaven and Jupiter and her IC and Moon, and I'll explain more about that later, but this is a huge transit, and to give an idea of, like, how rarely this transit occurs, the next time it'll happen for Kim is in the year 2156, so she'll be in another life by then. <laughs> Ooh, um, damn. And so, like, Pluto is sneaky, and it signifies life changes. Pluto operates, like, beyond our ego, so it kind of, like, can really just pull you out of anything that you think is real. And so it seems like something that, like, 
would end her life, but it just completely transformed it. And so Pluto trends like feel like a battle and they require you to admit the darkness within yourself um, and then integrate that into your consciousness so you can sublimate it into something greater than yourself or at the very least improve self-awareness and at best a family empire. (laughs) At, At best a family empire. Yeah. I mean, this does make sense for a sex tape. Like in normal circumstances, it's a huge life altering event for many. Um, So it's sort of like you can use it to destroy your reputation or maybe turn it around. Yeah. So this is like Jupiter was transiting Kin's um, Sagittarius Ascendant, which it rules. So that's like extra huge. Jupiter transiting the, the Ascendant or the first house will always change someone like their body or their image and how the public perceives them or how they behave. Um, And the conjunction exacted in January and then it was retrograde in June. And finally it made its like final conjunction on September 27th, which was one month from the premiere of Kim keeping up with the Kardashians. And so Jupiter just kind of like expanded her ability to capitalize on her likeness. Um, And vivid entertainment published her uh, Kim Kardashian superstar, my favorite (laughs) name ever on March 21st, 2007, which was three days after a solar eclipse in Pisces. At least one night in Paris was like clever, you know, yeah. it's just like very low hanging weird fruit, I guess, for a title. Especially because she was not even a superstar. No. Like, she was that's like, what kind of the weird irony of all of that was. She, yeah. had, she had, she manifested that shit. So on the March 18th solar eclipse in Pisces, um, it was exactly conjunct Kim's moon and uh, IC, and then it was exactly opposite Kim's Jupiter and Midheaven. Um, and so the Midheaven is one of the four sensitive points that make up a person's cardinal cross. It stands for the middle sky, and it represents a point of destiny specifically regarding your career or public life. So if your ascendant is where you start, your Midheaven is where you're going. And the IC, or Imam Coli, which I believe is probably Latin, is exactly opposite <laughs> to Midheaven and translates to the bottom of the sky and symbolizes like your deepest self, who you are when you're alone with yourself. And like it's kind of like the root of your soul. And so when these points are eclipsed, we can expect huge changes in like your internal self and how you are like externally viewed by the public, which is crazy. Um, And Jupiter is expansion and the moon is what we need to feel nurtured and protected and safe. So these things are tied in as well. And furthermore, the three preceding eclipses were in Virgo and Pisces and all made tight conjunctions to these sensitive points. So I cannot trust this enough. This is like huge and life-changing. If I saw this was happening to me, I would start planning a funeral and also like planning my fame. I don't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So to break all of that down, between the time that the news of the sex tape broke and the actual sex tape came out, Kim had Pluto square her midheaven, which is like huge change for your reputation and how you're seen in the public eye. Jupiter interacting with her ascendant or rising, which indicates success and money from her likeness. Then on top of that, there's an eclipse on her midheaven and I see, which is like, once again, huge changes to her image. All of this just means that this is a point in time when her reputation is going to be changed forever and her image is going to be expanding, especially in the public. And Kim Kardashian superstar was probably the latest and greatest sex tape because, you know, at that point, everyone was kind of over celebrity sex tapes at that point. People had smartphones and now everyone like has a sex tape and like nudes and no one bats an eye. It's like dick pics all day. You know, Chris Evans guard that pussy. Like, I'll, you know, <laughs> it just like wasn't even, it was barely a thing. You know, it's just like fun internet fodder for a day, but like moving on, yeah. you know. Chris Evans' recent scandal is how I found out that there's a subreddit called Celebrity Penis, but <laughs> wow. Kim Kardashian. So I actually researched the porn industry to see like 
what it was all about and how it kind of all played into this picture. And so what I thought was wild is that the first porn was made by Andy Warhol. Crazy. Um, it's so weird. Right? It came out on came out on June 12th, 1969. Which is so poetic. And it was called Blue Movie or Fuck. And it was like he filmed, <laughs> filmed wrote, and produced the movie. Um, Wait, and could you just imagine, like, I could see him in a room being like, we're going to call it fuck. And everyone being like, we can't put that on, like, marquees at theaters. And then he just looked away and said, fine, then call it Blue Movie. Right? <laughs> like, like, so it's so wild to think that people were just walking into theaters and you'd be like, oh, those people are walking into a movie to watch porn, which is the least so shelving ever. Weird. So weird. I don't even want to think about it. I'm too pure. Um, um, but back to Kim, the woman of the hour, um, several media outlets later criticized her and the family for using the sex tapes release as a publicity stunt to promote their upcoming reality show. It was basically right after it came out, E! announced that they picked up Keeping Up with the Kardashians in August 2007, which is very convenient timing. And we all know, no one knows how to flip the script with a publicity stunt like Chris jenner oh yeah chris jenner the queen of momagers to give a brief rundown of chris she was born on november 5th 1955 in san diego she married lawyer robert kardashian when she was 22 they lived your very standard lavish beverly hills lifestyle they were like rich but like not crazy rich just regular beverly hills rich um but like a lot of marriages that happened at a young age they eventually got divorced and she married Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner. And an interesting thing to note about Bruce is that, you know, at the time he was a pretty well-known Olympian, but he definitely wasn't like famous until him and Chris like started seeing each other and getting married. And she came along, took, he was just being like a small motivational speaker. Like that was the only way he was making money. And she just like turned him into like a full-blown commercial enterprise, like Coke commercial type fame. So I just got to know like what, magic touch does this woman have to be able to do this for all of all the people in her life chris jenner um has her sudden scorpio her moon in cancer and a virgo rising which i can yeah i mean of course do not yeah with a scorpio yeah literally love this for her and also obviously she has this um so the sun (laughs) represents our will purpose sense of vitality and the evolution of our identity Scorpio sons are arguably the most intense of the Zodiac and they have like inborn traits of a seasoned FBI psychological profiler. (laughs) They will never reveal their full selves, but they know exactly who they are. They're also extremely magnetic and like they have like the greatest powers of persuasion. They're basically like hot psychos. I love Scorpios. Um, And then the moon represents our emotions and how we act without thinking and like our instinctual behavior and emotional patterns. Cancer moons are sensitive, caring, fiercely protective of themselves, their family and their loved ones. And they have a natural psychic awareness and like are in tune with the emotions of others. And so basically the moon in cancer is the great mother. And the rising in our birth chart is sets the landscapes for our personalities and generally describes our identity, personality, physical body, and appearance. It's the impression we like first give off. And so Virgo risings are in a word exacting. They're highly intelligent, critical, and their secret power is being like extremely organized. So Virgo is a sign of service and Virgo risings want to serve those around them, but they also want to fix those around them. So it makes perfect sense that like Chris has all these like advents for people around her. And so yeah. like for a Virgo rising, their fate is basically just dependent on their organizational ability, which I feel like Chris is really excelled in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this makes a ton of sense. Um, also, like she also is a cancer moon as am I, which I just think of like the, the one older Caroline Manzo 
from Real Housewives of New Jersey. Like we are thickest thieves. Like I feel like in Cancer Moon, like they will, they're out for blood. Like they are very like mama bearish, which like. Yeah. About the people they love, like all all the people around them for sure. Yeah. For Chris, I feel like all of her chart makes a lot of sense to me. I think the thing that's interesting to me though, is like normally when you think of service for a Virgo, you think of like a higher collective good, or at least maybe it's just me, but I always think like they're in service of others, but here it means she dedicates herself to her kids' careers. Her entire job is making them famous and getting them that cash. And she like is obviously very good at it. So chic for her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so she also has Pluto exactly conjunct Jupiter in Leo, which I mean, crazy Um, because Pluto and Jupiter conjunctions are very rare and we're experiencing one right now. So basically this is that energy that Chris lives with and she has done well with it and we will all survive. (laughs) So Pluto is the, like the planet of like beyond ego transformation. It's like the drive and Jupiter is like expanding it. So she just has like a drive to like and a will to succeed. And Leo is the sign of the self. This aspect is positive. It's determined as fuck, like extreme drive and ability to develop powers to their p- fullest potential. They're inclined towards self-transformation, good judgment and awareness of their sense of priorities, excellent focus and leadership capabilities. And they have an innate sense of who she is and where she wants to be. And so she's like a lot of success with her interpersonal relationships and a tendency to dominate others, which I just kind of like, I don't know. I really like her, I guess. Chris literally has no planets in the Western hemisphere or like the right side of her chart. So, this is like called an Eastern hemisphere emphasis. This is just actively asserts energy towards others and like those under her environment. And she's, it's just like very clear that that's what she's doing. So she's just like pretty much maybe the most effective like business person of all time. Well, also too, with like the Eastern hemisphere, that goes back to the fact that like another thing you could look at when you look at someone's birth chart is the way the planets are arranged, like within the birth chart. So like hers are on the eastern end and that makes one thing that means one thing but you could have it like on the west or spread out or like on the bottom or the top and they all kind of give you more insight into like the type of person whose chart you're looking at so that's why dana's bringing up definitely a great tool for kind of like assimilating all the sort of like individual aspects of a chart well yeah i mean mama jenner she's peak mom with that cancer moon intense as hell with her son in scorpio like don't fuck the those kids over because like we've mentioned in many other episodes a scorpio never forget you never. kids i will make money off of it um <laughs> yeah and then her virgo rising dedicated to service over the top ocd dedicated as hell to those kids so and then that Uh, Pluto connecting with her Jupiter and Leo just makes her, you know, a great leader that can dominate others and get get exactly what she wants. Yeah. And I feel like that all came to play, especially with the sex tape. Like, I feel like, you know, have a hunch that she got in the room during that sex tape scandal and used that Virgo rising and Cancer Moon to get Kim that money and ultimately spin the story to catapult her daughter to fame. After all, it is no exaggeration to say that in the 13-ish years, which like, yikes, I feel like 2007 doesn't seem that long ago, but it really is. Um, Since the sex tape leaked, that Kim has transformed American culture, whether you like it or not. She did break the internet after all. So let's talk about Kim. Kim was born on October 21st, 1980. So Dana, gotta hit us with that big three. Kim is a Libra sun, a Pisces moon, and a Sagittarius rising. So the sun, again, represents our identity. And Libra is a sign of relationships. They're represented by the scales of justice. And they want to live in peace and harmony 
they have like a need for balance in all areas of their lives, which makes relationships like particularly important because they're not in full control of that balance. So they like just strive for it. They're also incredible lawyers. So this is why Kim is probably studying for the bar and while she'll like, she'll probably pass it and why she's already like granting clemency with Donald Trump. You know, she's someone who will go in and be like, hi, like, I don't agree with you, but like, let's figure out a deal to like find a solution. And so Libra is ruled by Venus and like Librans have a reputation for being beautiful or concerned with their looks or interested in beauty. And they're naturally averse to conflict. They want to maintain harmony. Just don't sleep on Kim Kardashian Esquire is all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Libras are also known to not be able to make a fucking decision to save their lives. Um, If you ask Libra like their opinion on something, they'll always give you a very like middle of the road answer because they don't want to rock the boat. Which to me, I get it, but I think it's really annoying. Like, have an opinion. Yeah, well, her moon, um, the moon again, is our emotions and reactions. And so a Pisces moon, I kind of just tend to regard this as like, this placement as being just dumb bitch energy. (laughs) I also am like jealous of their immense psychic abilities. Um, And so like, their best trait is just having like this like beyond immense capacity for empathy toward all people. And like, especially having a soft spot for those who are like disenfranchised and wanting to help them out. Yeah. When I think of Pisces moon, which honestly may be my least favorite placement, I think (laughs) Um, I think of Luna love good, which, you know, pure dumb bitch, but like fucking Pisces through and through, you know, she'll stare at the sun when the world's burning, but she will save your ass when you least expect it. So I got to like call you out for that. For that Harry Potter reference, you millennial loser, which is oh what God. if a if a Gen Zer was on this podcast, that's what they would say to you. Gen Z has already There's gonna be a meme about it. Yes, skewered <laughs> me. I don't even like Harry Potter that much, but that's like immediately who popped into my head just because she's like so like in touch with everything around her, like head in the yeah. sky. I love Harry Potter and I'm glad to have been raised in a generation that still reads books. Um, <laughs> escapism is a big theme with this moon because they're not bogged down by the harsh reality or they're like so bogged down by the harsh reality of the world and they just want to like, they just don't understand like why things are bad. And it's like, well, they're bad. And also that's kind of a theme with Libra too. But her Sagittarius ascendant, Sagittarius rules the butt and like it's ruled by Jupiter. So honestly, this is just the sign of big butts. They are big picture oriented people. They're idealistic, open minded, and like super deep thinkers. Sagittarius placements have like a tendency toward dogma, probably because of this. Like they spend so much time considering and cultivating their beliefs that they're like, okay, well, I thought this through. And they're eager learners and like love to travel the world. They can go to extremes, which can be like exhausting for people around them. Um, which sometimes I've like seen on the show, even though I I'm not sure that that it's not scripted. I could I feel like Kim might exhaust people sometimes. And so with the Ascendant here, there's an inclination to also rush into like romantic relationships and like be super extravagant and then kind of like, just like peel, you know, 72 days later, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that for sure. Um, and then here's where it gets really juicy. She has Jupiter conjunct the midheaven, just like Michael Jordan. And Ooh. Jupiter is the planet of expansion and like fortune. And the midheaven is our public. It's one of the sensitive points of our chart. And it is... um how you're viewed in the public. This aspect it indicates confidence in her ability to achieve successful outcomes and her goals, huge goals in general, fame, and a person who wants to play God in their career, or but also is like benevolent towards others, which I mean is what God is, right? So influential in molding her beliefs um, and also other people's beliefs. So it's like very future oriented, which can kind of like make her always thinking about the future. She also has um, her moon opposite Jupiter, conjunct her IC. The moon again is just like like what you need to feel safe. And the IC is like 
your root. So she's probably super in tune with like her deepest part of herself, which I think is like, we always consider her to be so vapid. Um, this aspect also indicates a rich family history and like the past can exert a strong pull on her, which is crazy, right? Because she's also so future oriented. So she might have a hard time staying present. There's a strong need to feel emotionally and domestically secure here and a need for privacy or like a place of retreat. And so also there's a strong sensitivity to like her family. Um, so yeah, so Kim's her Libra son, which means she's super into equality and fairness. She wants to make everyone happy, not rock the boat. She's a sad rising, which is big picture oriented, super idealistic, open-minded, tendency to rush into relationships, which we've definitely seen. And a Pisces moon, which is very emotional, empathetic, and escapist. Yeah, like Libra makes total sense. I mean, she is known for how she looks. And as we've said it a million times, like her huge ass. Though we can't say that she's the first person to be famous for being famous. Like back in the day, socialites have always existed. But the difference between her and those other women socialites of the past were that the other women kind of were just like attached to a powerful man. Like they were arm candy, but Kim was able to make a whole career for herself, despite not really having any talent, no offense, except for being pretty harsh, but true, you know, but once again, that's that Libra sun and Jupiter connecting to her midheaven, which is a lot of fame, reputation, public notoriety for looks and beauty. Yeah. And I mean, Kim Kardashian is one of the first major, if not the first major, major influencer of our time. Like she gave birth to the selfie and the duck face, like paved the way for other people to make careers out of endorsement deals that they got, like purely by racking up a huge social media following built upon a completely fake reality and then hawking said products on your feed. So I just feel like Instagram and Kim must have an interesting correlation. That's such a good point. And for some reason, I just really respect and also resent them for being famous for like just being good business people, probably because I don't have any business acumen. But I did the, do the <laughs> uh, by wheel between Kim and the day that Instagram came out. And so there's like a ton that's pretty significant. But something that I thought was crazy was that Venus was conjunct Mars and Scorpio on the day Instagram debuted, which is opposite Kim's part of fortune in Taurus, which is just kind of like it determines faded days and like turning points in your life. And Venus conjunct Mars indicates like power of beauty and or employing optics to achieve power. It can even indicate people or events that are like highly sexualized. So, I mean, obviously we've seen your part of fortune is a huge deal for turning points in your life. And the day that Instagram debuted with Kim's chart basically says like this app was going to play a role in her life if she was going to let it. Yeah. And so Jupiter was also conjunct her moon that day um, and her IC in Pisces, exactly opposite her natal Jupiter and midheaven in Virgo, which is a seminal point in the Jupiter cycle. And while like she didn't have any influence over the building of the app, I think she and her family are obviously pioneers in like using social media as a marketing tool. I mean, I don't even know. I would say that they were the pioneers for that. A hundred percent. Like she was all about that Instagram life, which gave her a ton of endorsements. But then she didn't stop there. From those endorsements, she started her own businesses. So we got things like the Kimoji keyboard, which like you had to throw down a few dollars for, or 
Kim Kardashian Hollywood game, which was deranged, but I remember like a lot of people would play it. And it was one of those games where you have to like keep buying things. It was like, oh, she needs new shoes to like go to the VMA awards. So you have to buy your like little character, like $10 shoes. So, but now she also has Skims and Kim Kardashian West Beauty. So she is an incredibly successful businesswoman. Um, is there anything in her chart that you know, my point out that she's good with business and money. Of course there is. So Jupiter, <laughs> it like indicates a tolerant personality and like just someone who is super fortunate in finances and attracts materially rewards without like needing to try. And I remember like seeing, I don't know, probably a decade ago that she made like $10,000 for her Instagram post. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. And now I know it's so much more than that. And also, yeah. It's like a million dollars now. So crazy. It's fucking crazy. Influencer. Um, <laughs> I don't even post, but anyway, so it also is like someone who can like spend money as easily as they make it because they've never had to like worry about it, but there's a potential for like overindulgence. And like, I mean, I've seen their closets. They have a lot of stuff. They're materialistic as fuck for sure. But I mean, it's not just Kim in general. It seems like the whole Kardashian family has this uncanny ability to pull businesses like out of their asses and just make money off of them. So Courtney has Poosh, which is like a health and wellness site. Chloe has good American clothing. Kylie has makeup and skincare. Kendall's a model and co-creator of Moon, which is some kind of oral health care brand. And then Kylie and Kendall have a clothing line at PacSun. Even Rob had a sock and streetwear company, which was kind of weird. Um, we're not sure what's up with that because he's kind of lurking in the shadows, but I'm sure people bought the socks. Yeah, I think I had a pair of socks. Like someone <laughs> bought them for me. Yeah, but I think I had a pair. It was weird. Um, I feel like they, I think it said like stay trill or something on them. Like it was something like pretty ignorant. Um, But a lot of people call this family trailblazers, which I think in some ways they definitely are. But I have to say when it comes to some of their businesses, I can't really agree. Like to me, just looking at this, um, it seems like they kind of just like rip off other people's ideas and make it their own because it kind of fits with their brand. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but it's just kind of insane, you know, that they can just take everyone's ideas and just make them like 10 times more successful, which would really piss me off if I was one of those companies. But whether you agree with their business models or not, one thing's for sure, they're super fucking rich. So are there any placements in charts that might show that these that people are going to be successful or rich, like in general? Um, well, yeah, there's a lot to work with here. Courtney and Chloe both have Sagittarius Midheavens conjunct like Kim's Ascendant, which parallels the fact that their rise to success and like wealth is just all arguably due to Kim's image. Um, because again, the Midheaven is success and the Ascendant is image. Kim's natal sun at 28 degrees Libra um, is also like reflected in Chris, Chloe, and Kendall and Kylie all have significant placements at 28 or 29 degrees Libra. And Courtney's son is at the opposite in um, Aries at 27 degrees Aries. Uh, this degree is associated with last ditch efforts to maintain balance in relationships or like a final attempt at reaching a diplomatic just solution. Libra is ruled by Venus again, and that's like the sign of image, beauty, fairness. And so also being famous for being hot or like not famous for being talented. Um, which I do think that their talent is being famous. Anyway, <laughs> achieving fame um, through like smart business moves or deals and then also like seizing opportunities when it arrives. But like, and then finally, which I thought was crazy, is just that they can find opportunity in despair, which I think that they really do. Like like a sex tape. Yeah, no, 100%. And, you know, though people hate on them, though they may not have any talent, <laughs> some might say, oh, <laughs> 
<laughs> they are still snapping selfies and cashing those checks. Um, however, they do face a ton of criticism. Um, Time Magazine actually included Kim um, on their list of 2015's 100 Most Influential People. Um, and a lot of people kind of shit on her for exemplifying the notion of just this idea of being famous for being famous. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of laughable for Kim K to be on the same list as like Angela Merkel. But um, like you don't put too much stock in the Time 100 list because Elizabeth Holmes was also on the list that year. So oh, I feel like 2015 Time 100 is just like just disregard that completely. But um, especially amongst the, quote, Hollywood elite, it was hard to take the Kardashians seriously. Like, it's always been obvious how thirsty for fame they were. Um, Like, Britney Spears would have done anything to not have paparazzi following her 24-7, witnessing every meltdown. And, like, here Kim and Chris are just, like, calling the paparazzi every time they step out of the house. Yeah. And in addition to just, like, them always calling the paparazzi, a lot of people also said they planted a lot of stories. Once again, there's still all of that speculation about the sex tape, and it's very convenient timing with keeping up with the Kardashians being released, which, you know, that Virgo and Chris's chart meant that she was organized as all hell and had that date in mind from the fucking second. Yeah, also, like, I feel like they lie a lot, um, and, like, don't really offer <laughs> any repercussions from it. Not that they should, like, whatever. But, like, Kylie had those lip injections, which were, like, blatant. She went from having... Uh, like no like a butthole mouse to having like giant <laughs> gorgeous butt. and like he just was like oh no like i just sucked i just sucked on a shot glass and like sucked it into my mouth and then people were doing that and then children had like bruised mouths which like i mean those kids are dumb too um and then also she was like, was like oh no i'm not pregnant i just went from being you know like the most public person to disappearing for nine months and then one day I put up oh i'm like super bowl sunday i do love how she took super bowl sunday she was like hey i had a baby <laughs> Um, yeah. but it's also interesting. Is Elizabeth Holmes that like grifter? Elizabeth <laughs> Holmes is Theranos, yeah, the grifter. So it's interesting that they were on the list. Kardashians are kind of like legal grifters, you know, like they kind of take someone's idea and then they, instead of like taking their money, they just take their idea and then capitalize on that. So, since they're so famous for their image and possibly for being grifters. Um, We also have to talk about the images that they portray on Instagram. Um, That is, after all, what really boosted their notoriety. Kim brought the slim, thick body type into the mainstream. Um, Slim, thick was originally popularized by women in the Black community, but it's that, you know, like super tiny waist, flat stomach, but then you have like by the grace of God, in all honesty, like a huge ass, like big thighs, like double deep tits. Like when I think of Slim Thick, like obviously Kim Kardashian, but also I think of like Nicki Minaj type body where it's just like these insane proportions. But I think this was just a huge change from the ideal, like rail thin, blonde bombshell, kind of like all American Jennifer Aniston types of the 90s. Like now it's like you have to be ethnically ambiguous, curving all the right places like that's what you have to be today um and so yeah like i'm glad that kim's curves like kind of reset the standard for beauty to just be a little bit more inclusive but it also set the stage for unrealistic beauty standards like for sure so we talked about the saturn return um and the internet saturn return like last episode it seems like we talk about saturn returns all the time but this time it is super relevant um saturn return is 
the idea, especially for the internet, that the internet's been around like 29-ish years from when it first appeared in the mainstream as the first WWW site, um, which means Saturn, which is the taskmaster planet that teaches you lessons, is going to appear and be like, um, get your shit together. And a big thing we're seeing right now in terms of the internet Saturn return is with influencers. Many influencers are, as we know, like all about that Facetune life. They use body morph apps to kind of change their bodies into these insane proportions. And as a result of this, we're seeing this become a major issue in kids and Gen Z and even adults are all having these insane body dysmorphia problems, depression, and low self-esteem. And it's all because they look at this unrealistic expectation and look at their body and just think like they're not perfect or, you know, they don't think they could date people or like are capable of being loved. And it's really sad. The internet is about to have its first added return in, in Aquarius, which will just undoubtedly change life for influencers because, and like also the rest of us plebeians, because Saturn in Aquarius is focused on like lessons related to the collective and also like reeling it in so that we can see the, like the big picture and how like everything affects all the people. So it's possible that like society will just become more self-aware, but I can't, I don't want to be an alarmist, um, but I can't talk about this without reminding everyone that Saturn was in Aquarius during the great depression, which followed like the decadence of the twenties and like the razzmatazz. And so I feel like we're in a decadent era. And what I do like about the great depression is that it really pulled like people's values, I guess, to be like family oriented. So that could happen. Um, hopefully it's just like a, a turning point towards humanistic values. I don't know. And hopefully it cures everyone's body dysmorphia. But yeah, I think for me, the most unhealthy thing about them is that they're selling their appearances to people as like a fully accessible consumer experience, which it just is flat out not like, you know, it's, you know, the old joke, like there's no such thing as ugly, just poor. Um, <laughs> but besides the unrealistic beauty standards, like the latest media snafu she's facing has nothing to do with her potential butt implants. Um, right now, the latest film is all about her marital troubles with husband Kanye West. Yes, Kim Kardashian is reportedly considering her options when it comes to her marriage with Kanye. They've been married for a few years now, and they, as we all know, have like a butt, like a fucking buttload of children. Um, as of late, Kanye has been struggling with mental health issues, which we've seen everywhere, and she's supported him. But allegedly, they've been living separately for a bit with her in L.A. and Kanye in Wyoming. Dana, what's their bi-wheel like? Looking at this bi-wheel, the first impression I had was this isn't their first life knowing each other. And so they're both Pisces moons, which um, is pretty wild. I should also just say that I had unwavering loyalty towards Kanye West, although I don't support all this stuff. I hope he gets well. And I just want him to make another great album or not. Anyway, I'm not going to (laughs) rip on Kanye, but... Like they're both Pisces moons. I will work on Pisces moons. Um, they have like a natural understanding of each other of each other's emotions. Um, but this like Pisces moons can also be have like a a tendency towards codependency and like you know unhealthy or like toxic dynamics because they're so inclined to like have empathy for like you know people who are like disenfranchised or like maybe not the healthiest partners. Like they they're magnetized towards that. But they're also both air signs, which indicates similar needs and. Air, though, is like an intellectual sign. They're like interested in ideas, but they have, um, they're like reticent to kind of really get in deep or talk about what is uh, like really affecting them. I'm sure that they understand each other, but maybe they don't always talk about things with each other. Uh, Kanye's Neptune is conjunct Kim's Ascendant. 
So this is like a, an extremely strong magnetic pull and like super romantic. So they're able to like regenerate their romance. However, it also like thrives on like this like dream world, like us against the world kind of escapism. They might be able to solve problems, but the relationship may crumble when like it has to face reality or like, you know, under the demands of like just like regular practical life, which I guess they don't really have, but everyone has their own version of it. And then Kanye's North Node is conjunct Kim's Pluto, which is just kind of like the North Node is a point of fate and Pluto is a planet of change and transformation. So like Kim is basically like a magnet for Kanye. It's not surprising that he stalked her for like 11 years and like had phones just back to her <laughs> um, And so like, it's super hot. Like I'm literally sure. stalking someone for 11 years, like terrifying, but also it's like, you stuck to that, you know? Yeah. The man knew what he I wanted. I really respect it. And also he had like phones that he would just text her on. Like, this is my Kim phone, which honestly sounds Crazy. really romantic to me. So maybe I had a Pisces moon in my last life. Um, and so then also it could make Kanye feel out of control. So like, I'm not at all suggesting that like her presence in his life, you know, has made him, um, struggle with mental health, but like, I bet that he just feels a little extra out of control around her. And then also like it changes the whole landscape of Kim's like life trajectory and self-concept because Pluto is like the planet of like transformation beyond your ego and hers is conjunct her son. Um, and then lastly, Kanye's Jupiter is conjunct Kim's descendant in Gemini. And the descendant is exactly opposite your ascendant or rising. It's always in the seventh house um, of significant relationships and marriage. And more broadly, the descendant is like often a blind spot or what we need to learn, especially if someone doesn't have any natal planets in that uh, house. And Kim doesn't. So Jupiter is Kim's chart ruler, which is like makes it a really strong um, planet for her. And it's present in like so many of the events we cover today. Um, so just kind of like this, a really strong pull, um, and Kanye's Gemini Jupiter expands her concept of relationship, um, which is just deeply important to her as a Libra son. So basically Kanye kind of like has like hidden keys to unlock like all these parts of her chart that probably no other relationship has ever been able to, or like no other like feeling could. That makes total sense because aesthetically Kanye changed Kim from this kind of like, I don't want to say trashy, but just like you're sort of like new money, rich girl, like Beverly Hills into this like very much like high fashion kind of, um, woman and like that had a lot to do with when the two of them started you know dating and getting married her like whole aesthetic changed but I just feel like now is a very interesting time for Kim not just because of her potential for divorce number three but also because the show that started it all is coming to an end like literally the New York Times wrote an entire article about the impending end of the show called how keeping up with the Kardashians changed everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, like that, that just shows like how infiltrated they are into like every like mainstream culture and like an outlet like the New York Times even writing about it is just like shows how it's like they've steeped into like every fucking ether of our landscape. It's honestly insane. But um, so Kim and the rest of the Kardashian clan seem to be on the precipice of a lot of change, which like welcome to the rest of our worlds. But I'm just curious. I just feel like uh, I guess we'll just wait and see what's next for all of them. Kim is her chart just indicates that she was kind of destined for fame and like exactly how she is famous. She's Jupiter is her chart ruler. It's conjunct her midheaven. Each family's like members chart it makes significant aspects to Kim's chart. And like, she's the nucleus of this entire empire. Kim and Kanye were like each other's escape and also maybe each other's downfall in some way. But it's just this relationship is like, tra- like has been destined and probably feels fated for them as much as it does to look at their charts. 
eclipses that occurred before the release of uh, Kim Kardashian Superstar literally catapulted her to fame. So it's important to know that if you're going to experience an eclipse, it might not be terrible. And finally, Kim has Jupiter on the midheaven and a Sagittarius rising, which literally just translates to being famous for having a huge ass. Love that. Yeah, that was great. But uh, next next week is officially our season one finale, which oh wow, went by so fast. Seriously. Um, yeah. Does it seem to you that the United States um, is about to implode any day now? Well, there's a reason for that. In our next episode, we're digging into the history of the U.S. of A. and its impending Pluto return. Yeah, we're going to kick it back to the fucking British Empire and bring it right back to our current 2020 election year. Um, So basically, hold your dicks. There's going to be a lot to unpack in the tumultuous history of our country and the things that are only getting kicked up for us in the coming years. It's going to be a doozy. If you want to take a break (laughs) from the anxiety this causes, maybe go to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. (laughs) (laughs) Subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Um, We would really appreciate it. And we thank you for listening. Yes. And follow us at Allegedly Astrology on Instagram, on Reddit, and... You can find us at Allegedly Astro on Twitter for more news or if you want to book a chart reading. Bye. Bye. Bye.